Reclaiming Identity, sharing stories of struggle, pride, and redemption in reconnecting with our heritage. Hi, I'm Drora. And I'm Dahlia. And we're bringing you Reclaiming Identity as part of the ASF Institute of Jewish Experience. Do you feel a part of the Jewish story? Is your family what pops up when people think of Jews? At Reclaiming Identity, we celebrate and explore the greater Jewish experience. We encourage you to tell your story and take pride in your heritage as it is a part of your identity. Listen to other people's stories, ask questions, be curious, and reclaim your identity. So I'm very excited to have you here, Aaron, today. Um, we're going to have, I hope, a very interesting conversation. And I would like for you first to introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us a bit about where you're from, what you do now. Yeah. So uh, I'm very happy to be your guest. And uh, I want to wish you a happy holiday. Mm-hmm. And I don't uh, mean Pesach. I mean another holiday, mm-hmm. which is called uh, Sizda Badar. Mm-hmm. Exactly today. Today we celebrate a day that marks the end of the Persian New Year. It's three weeks of celebrations uh, of the New Year in Persia and uh, also in Central Asia. So it, uh, uh, the celebrations begin at uh, March 21st and today is the, like the end of the celebrations. Later we will understand why, uh, like what the connection is between us and Persia. I will just point out that exactly one year ago, right here in Katamon, I had the privilege of celebrating and introducing this holiday to the young Jerusalem audience. Wow. This Davidar. What's, what's the meaning of the word? It's like um, people usually go outside, like uh, they uh, celebrate uh, in the nature, like uh, outdoors, they have a uh, a picnic. The thing that it is 13, since that 13 uh-huh. day to Navruz. Navruz, it's like it's New Year. Mm-hmm. So why uh, they choose 13 day? Because it's like a bad uh, luck. 13, you know. So like superstition. Yeah, you have to uh, to leave your home. So how? So that's how you're connected to yeah. to Central Asia. Yeah, as I said, like this holidays, for example, they celebrate in Central Asia, not Jews, but local people. Here I go uh, to my uh, biography. Mm-hmm. Uh, I born and raised in Samarkand. Samarkand is in Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan. For yeah. people who don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a part of Uzbekistan. It was part of different empires throughout the uh, history. It's not only a historic uh, city. In the past, one of the most important, important cultural centers in the world. It's also a city with the glorious Jewish history. And the local Jews uh, absorbed and adopt, uh, adapt some different qualities f- uh, from each of them. So I was part of Hari community. And now I immediately em- emphasized an, an important detail. When we say Bukhari, we mean only a Jew. There is no Bukhari who is not Jewish. This uh, is a Jewish community. Uh, just as there is uh, Ashkenazi. Like here, there is no Ashkenazi who is not Jewish. Right, it's not a term used to refer to yeah. non-Jews from the same region. Yeah, and same thing with the language. Bukhari and language is only associated yeah. with Jews. Yeah. Wow. So, the very important thing that I know, like, for example, here in Israel, like, nobody knows. Mm-hmm. 
So I lived there until I was 18. We were one of the last families to immigrate. When did the most, most of, the, uh, of the community uh, immigrate to Israel? It was in 1990, 1990 exactly the, the year I was born. was a record, like 2,000 Bukhari Jews moved, moved here. So since then, the community has grown, of, of course, uh, and in general, we, we are easy to count uh, compared to other, to other communities because the, most of the Bukharians, uh, in my opinion, uh, still live in community life and concentrate in certain uh, neighborhoods and cities mm-hmm. and keep the tradition. So, They're very tight-knit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And is that true for Bukharians who moved um, outside of Israel? Did, yeah. Did all of the community, for, like from Samarkand or from other cities, did they yeah. all move to Israel or did they move to other So cities? there is a big community in New York, mostly in Queens. And uh, also there is a community of several thousand in Vienna. Wow. It's also a very interesting story. Here in Israel, it's about 200,000. 200,000. Uh, okay. Yeah. By the way, uh, exactly m- months ago, it was a huge event here in Vinene Oma. Mm-hmm. Bukharian from all over the world gathered here in Jerusalem uh, at the session of the Bukhara Jewish Congress. Mm-hmm. It was a big uh, like celebration, big festival, and you uh, like meet all the communities together. Is it an annual event or is it? Um... It's it's an annual uh, event. It feels like like the the goal of this event like to be proud. Mm-hmm. to be proud, like to be part of, of the community. Like every year there is a big festival, part of something big. Mm-hmm. So I would say we still have a lot of organizations like uh, World Jewish, uh, World Bukharian uh, Congress that help uh, us to be together, like uh, still have uh, strong uh, connections. I wanted to ask, when you were growing up mm-hmm. in Samarkand, were you, uh, you said most of the people had already left or were leaving, so what was community life for you? Were you one of the only Jewish children? So I think my story is very unique. I didn't grow up with like Bukharian Jews. Like I, I had some friends from the community, but most of them were local Muslims or mm-hmm. uh, like Europeans, Russians. I didn't feel any anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. Maybe because of that, like I, I, they didn't really know about us, Jews, Jews, yeah, Jews or Armenians, they don't really care, mm-hmm. care. like mo- most of my friends or just any people I met, they saw that I'm, I'm Armenian because of my look. But also, did they know Jews? I mean, Jews had been there till yeah. that long ago. I mean, so. maybe all, the old gen- generation, they, they know uh, better, but, ah, but, the but people generation. in my age, yeah, my age, they don't really care. But even I, I would say I, I feel uh, pretty proud of being Jewish mm-hmm. because Growing it was up, you felt that. yeah it's it was like a, it's a different status like if you are a Jew like it's like um, ah you you're smarter you are uh, <laughs> yeah you're more successful you are probably you're rich is that what so your family was telling you or people from no, the outside no no people from the outside ah, wow. yeah. So I really felt this <laughs> feeling, and uh, you see the difference. Like it, it sounds, you know, like like elitist. Elitist. So it sounds a bit elitist, but uh, 
you, you see the difference like between the locals and us. Visually, Tajik, Tajik people, which is uh, it's local people of uh, Samarkand, and uh, also Bukhara, different uh, cities in Uzbekistan, they really uh, look like us. So basically, there is no uh, big difference when I, if I mean the mentality, but still you can see like uh, in in the yeah. um, in in the way that you act, there are things that you, the let's say professions or careers. Yeah, yeah. There, there were the differences. Yeah. even our language is like it's Tajik, the, like the right term, the right uh, name of the, our language, Tajik Jewish language. Mm-hmm. So it's almost the same. Bukharian uh, is Tajik Jewish. Language. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Okay. So there, is, there are some words that you can understand. Okay, you are from different place. Mm-hmm. They like, but when me and my father uh, were going to the bazaar, you know, to the market, mm-hmm. my father was speaking Bukharian, but with the local people. And, 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 and they and sometimes they yeah okay uh-huh. you are not you are Jewish ah so um, you would even speak to non-Jews in yeah. the Bukharian language. yeah uh-huh. because it's almost the same uh-huh. it's a bit confusing because there is also another like uh, big uh, nation Uzbek uh, nation like the most of the population like the ninety percent of Uzbekistan uh-huh. so. But we didn't speak uh, Uzbek language at all. It maybe it uh, reminds it's like uh, some Arab people here, which doesn't, which don't speak Hebrew. Like you don't really need it. And Uzbek uh, language is uh, it's like a Turkish, uh, the same uh, family of languages. Mm-hmm. And the language is uh, coming from Persia. Of course, it makes sense because most of the Bukharian people come from Persia, Persian uh, Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the Central Asia. Usually, I use uh, like uh, during this uh, conversation, I say Bukhari. Yeah, this uh, it's this term is much more popular. But when you read books, you can see Central Asian Jews. In my opinion, much more correct, like uh, accurate uh, term. Yora Fuzailo and uh, Markiel Fazilo. I mentioned them because. The Bukharians, like most of the research books by uh, non-Bukharian uh, historians. Uh, these two uh, are very important. One of them writes in Hebrew. And the second, Markiel, which I know him too personally, he's my father. <laughs> Markiel, he writes only in Russian. Mm. So if your father writes his books, so yeah. he's very connected to the history and to the heritage. Yeah. So when... Um, when you first of all, I would like to know. Also, you're saying um, Bukharians came from Persia. So, if you know how your family maybe ended yeah. up um, in Samarkand. If you notice, I said Markel Fazilov. It's yeah. not we don't have the same uh, last name. Fazilov. I was uh, also Fazilov exactly ten years ago. I changed to Paz mm-hmm. when I <laughs> finished my army. It was yeah very hard for me uh, because here in Israel. They don't see any difference between Russians and Caucasian yeah. and uh, Bukharians. So uh, when you uh, see like the, this uh, of in the end or yev, yeah. it sounds Russian. That's why I decided to change it. So my grand 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 grandfather, he's probably was a very important uh, rabbi or something. That's why his uh, nickname was 
Fazil, Molo Fazil. What does that mean? Fazil, uh, by the way, we have some connection uh, to some uh, Hebrew word, like we use it, like it's Arabic word, which we use uh, also in Hebrew. We say Fadl, Fadl. Mm-hmm. It's like when you uh, invite someone. Yeah? So Fadl is like Mechubat, uh, like some, someone who people uh, respect him. There is a difference uh, in some uh, words which came from Arabic to Persian, later Zayn and Dalet, they switch, so that's why it's Fazil. Uh-huh. So that's why we Fazilov. Uh-huh. So we have like some Arabic root with uh, Russian uh, influence uh-huh. wow, on yeah. the family. So yeah, I just cut it, this connection. Yeah, I prefer like the, to create something new. Uh-huh. Um, but at the same time, uh, my roots, of course, are very important for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a reason that like I didn't uh, want to uh, disconnect with my history. But my father, of course, he's very known, very like like as, as a historian, but also uh, uh, he's very known in the community because he was the head of the community for many years, and he continues to engage in this field even after he, uh, after immigrating to Israel. Like my parents uh, made Aliyah one year later than me. He knows very closely what other people talk about only in theory. When he uh, writes his books, it's uh, not uh, only because of uh, his historian uh, knowledge. He knows the community from the, from the inside. Right. Uh, it, it was a big in, in impact on me. So, uh, you said that you were friends with Muslims, you were friends with uh, the surrounding community. Uh, what was it like growing up as a minority in, in Samarkand, in Uzbekistan? So, also, I, it wasn't anti-Semitism when I was growing up. I did suffer as a minority. Not necessarily because uh, I was Jewish, but uh, because of my white skin, as opposed to Bukhari and darker tone, I was uh, associated with the Europe. Euro- European uh, minority. As a child, I was picked on for this. And uh, by the way, uh, when I'm talking about Jewish community in my city or even all this uh, region of uh, Central Asia, it wasn't only Bukharan Jews. Also, the Ashkenazi Jews was part of the community. That, like they they became forcibly uh, part of our community. Like we kind of adopted them during the World War. And in general, our relations with European Jews are interesting. The Jews spoke Russian, so we could uh, communicate it with them. There were marriage marriages between uh, them, but it was not very common. Even to this day, they say like taking an Ashkenazi man, but not a woman. Like it's stigmas, stereotypes mm-hmm. about the European woman who doesn't cook and who doesn't get along with her mother-in-law. And also a lot of uh, Hasidic, for, for example, uh, Chabad uh, followers came to Central Asia and it also uh, makes some influence on the community. And it's very uh, interesting mix. Before that, uh, some Moroccan rabbis came to uh, this area mm-hmm. and also changed some traditions mm-hmm. or even the prayers, like the way we used to pray before that. And also this... Uh, Chabad, Hasid, as I said, and uh, of course the Muslims, 
So the Jewish uh, tradition uh, it was influenced by rabbis from Morocco, and some of the customs were generally adopted by the local uh, Muslim populations. Mm-hmm. Population. So uh, I think that's the very important and interesting uh, title: this mix mm-hmm. between the Oriental culture and sometimes Soviet uh, education. Mm-hmm. So it uh, influenced the Russian culture and the Muslim uh, mentality. So it's a big uh, combine, and uh, that's why I think it's very interesting and it's very different from any other Jewish community. So I want to ask you, uh, you didn't mention this, but you're an artist. Uh, how, how do you connect uh, your culture to your art? I like to deal with the languages. Mm-hmm. But actually, I come from the visual, visual world. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm a photographer. My involvement uh, in Bukharan uh, culture actually started with the uh, art studies. I was dealing with my identity as a student. I asked a lot of questions uh, that I hadn't asked before, and then I created art that deals with these questions. The, the re- representation of the community in Israeli and international art is very interesting to me. There are not many artists uh, and photographers who are active in this field. So that's also part of the work that you do in um, bringing these artists together and presenting and talking about it, right? Yeah, uh, so uh, I deal a lot with the oriental uh, art in general, but uh, also I feel uh, uh, importance to bring my culture uh, to this uh, Israeli art mm-hmm. because I feel it's uh, something that you know, there is a space that I have to feel, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes uh, I use my like historical knowledge. I expose uh, our culture as an artist. Every time it's a different role and different uh, mask, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about uh, history only uh, as an artist, yeah. First of all, I'm an immigrant from the Bukharan community, from Uzbekistan. So I, I don't really uh, care how I, how I, uh, I expose it. I, I care about the goal. I want people uh, okay. I want people to learn Experience. more uh, about it. It's, so it's not about me. When I display exhibitions mm-hmm. and uh, photo series or whatever, so uh, it's not about okay I want buzz and I care about my name like I really like that uh, people know more about the community mm-hmm. about uh, the history yeah yeah and I think uh, art is a great way to expose people because it's 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 uh, something that is easy to take in and everyone has their own to to to, to see and to experience and to um, so yeah that's why I, I feel lucky that I have different ways, different channels to, mm-hmm. to speak. Sometimes it's uh, visual art, sometimes it's uh, events that I made or lectures. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really feel lucky. <laughs> so, you said you um, made Aliyah when you were 18, mm-hmm. your family came after, and um, you're one of the last ones that left. How, how did you feel coming as a Bukharian Jew to it? Yeah. <laughs> There are a lot of difficult uh, stages when you come here as a Lachadash, as you know. Maybe it was uh, easier as a Bukharian Jew because still my mentality was more Mizrahi. Uh, I think uh, for Russians, for example, which also come from, uh, part of them come from Central Asia, mm-hmm. it's very different a feeling. I know about this place. 
and uh, we also have, have have a good connection or some relations with uh, Muslims, with uh, Arabs. So it's different. It, it, like it, it's very different uh, for these kind of uh, communities. So uh, I think, of course, for my parents it was very difficult, and still for my father, I feel. He, he just uh, continues his uh, life like he, he he's involved in the uh, local community he makes a lot of events and festivals for the local Bukharan Jews and by the way uh, when I today I also make some events uh, mostly here in Jerusalem my goal is to uh, expose this culture for just for Israelis not only Bukharians so it's the there's the it's the big big difference between me and him mm-hmm. like, I think we have a lot of uh, different cultural uh, unique features maybe that uh, I think it's very important to uh, to expose. My father I think he's very um, conservative. He works only with the community. When I uh, start to to work on different events here in uh, in Jerusalem I understand how local people are very interesting like mm-hmm. they they really want to know want to see I think most of Israelis, they all, like the only thing they know about us is the food. Like they're all mm-hmm. talking about the food. Okay, ah, you're you're Bukharian, so you have a good food, and that's it. So uh, I think uh, it's much more than that. Like uh, our uh, traditional music, Shashmakom, mm-hmm. which is very uh, uh, like Jew- uh, Jewish uh, musicians in Central Asia was very popular. Mm-hmm. And in the general society. Yeah, it, it wasn't like Jewish genre, like it wasn't only Jewish music. But Jew, uh, Jewish musicians, they are like developed this uh, genre, uh, mm-hmm. and they brought this music to, to Europe, to, like, to outside of Central Asia, mm-hmm. because of the immigration. So still, uh, most popular, most famous uh, singers and musicians in Shashmakom, they are Jews. I think it's something to be proud of. Mm-hmm. So it's not only food, and uh, also I think uh, <clears throat> for me, as someone who uh, lived in, Ju- uh, in Jerusalem for the last eight years, uh, I think our neighborhood, yeah, uh, it's a Jew- Bukharian, uh, Bukharian quarter. And it's a very uh, important uh, point in our history. Once it was a uh, most um, maybe modern neighborhood in Jerusalem. Mm. It was a very rich uh, neighborhood. So this kind of details uh, people don't really know. When you came, was there any point where you felt pushed back from people around you saying like, be Israeli? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's a big uh, difference between the Bukharian community in New York and uh, in the community here. Mm. When you live in the state, like, I, I, I guess they, they give you uh, to be yourself. Like they don't really care if you like real American or if you are like part of the like American people or American country. That's what I feel, and that's why uh, like for example my cousins from New York, like all of my uh, family from father's side, they live there. When I uh, talk to them, when I see like the uh, way of life and like they are much more Bukharians, they keep this Bukharian mentality maybe, and they marry like. They, they only marry with Mary. the Bukharian. Not only, but yeah, you see the difference. It's not like here in Israel. I think because of the Israeli government, you know, historically, 
you know, it's not only in our case, it's like any other community. People try to disconnect their roots and the, the history. And that's why you can see like a lot of marriage, like a mixed marriage. Right. For example, for my parents, like they, like they, they do care. Like if me and my sisters, you know, like they, uh, if they get married with Bukharians or not, but they don't want to forbid. So I think it's a big difference. When you changed your name, do you feel that there was something also connected to your Bukharian um, heritage? As you remember, I started our conversation uh, with the, this Persian holiday. Yes. I think it was <laughs> important for me, first of all, to mention this connection to Persia, Persian culture, Persian history. Because still most of the people, not only Israelis, they think that we are part of Russia, Russian mm-hmm. nation, Russian, uh, I don't know. That's my own goal, like that's my like main goal maybe. First of all, I want people uh, to understand that, yeah, uh, R- Russian uh, people, they uh, occupy our region. Uh, our region. But we have a different uh, roots. I mean, we are Mizrahi Jews, we are not... Uh, <laughs> Ashkenazi, I think it's a very important thing to understand. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I, it was important for me, uh, this action of cutting, for example, my name or my, my last name from like, this Russian influence. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I feel it was a very um, positive fact for us that Russians came to Central Asia. And uh, still, uh, for example, I, I speak Russian, it made a big impact. Uh, the community, but they occupied this ter- territory of Central Asia from Muslims, mm-hmm. which was much better for us. For Jews. Yeah, for, for Jews. Bukharian Jews even, they even tried to help Russians, which uh, made the locals very angry. Yeah. The reason was because it was very hard to, to live under Muslim uh, and So until, until the middle of the 19th century, we were under, under Muslim rule. It was a rule of uh, oppression. The Jews uh, managed to get along with the Muslims, but they they didn't give them many rights. Mm-hmm. They were second class citizens. Yeah, as uh, you know, like any mm-hmm. other Muslim uh, country yeah. in this period. So that's why the Russian, uh, when the Russians uh, start to occupy the territories, the Jews even tried to help. You can say maybe that the end of the 19th century was the most beautiful period for, for us. The Russians uh, allowed, allowed us freedom of movement, uh, gave us uh, Russian citizenship. And the Bukharian who were uh, good at trade uh, would do business in the territories of, Ra- of Russian uh, Empire. This allowed them to get uh, rich. Many tra- traders came to Europe in those days. And thanks uh, to this uh, big money, uh, the Jews realized a big dream and built at uh, that time a magnificent uh, neighborhood in Jerusalem. Ah, okay. Uh, the Bukharian quarter. So we should uh, thank to the Russians until they changed this politics. Until so- the Soviet uh, Union was uh, created. All the nations suffered from <laughs> from this uh, change because uh, it was atheistic. Uh, right, yeah. suppressed religions in general. Yeah, in general. So that's why it was very difficult and all the rich 
Bukharan Jews left uh, with nothing. They, mm-hmm. It was, you know, a Bolshevik revolution. So it doesn't matter if you're Jewish or not. Like all the rich people, they in one day, all the power, all the all thing they they built was gone. Bukharan quarter in Jerusalem, it was very beautiful, very well maintained the neighborhood, and just very suddenly all the Bukharan Jews left uh, this uh, neighborhood. They left uh, Jerusalem, and then yeah, yeah, now we can see like there is no almost no like Bukharan. Jews anymore mm-hmm. in this neighborhood, uh, which is very sad. So I want to try and um, go back to the pride and try and wrap up. So you, you were saying you, even despite uh, cutting off with the name, you're, you're very connected to mm-hmm. your heritage and you said that the communities as a whole are very close-knit and very bonded. Um, and still they have this uh, Congress every year that connects them. Do you feel like sometimes you just need to be like with people who are like you, who are doing the same things as you to feel re-energized and feel um, like connected uh, physically as opposed to just... Uh, okay, I, unfortunately, I would say, I don't know personally a lot of people like me, like in my, like people, uh, like young people who really care, who really... Mm-hmm. <laughs> involved in, the, in this field like of uh, Bukharian history and culture. There are a lot of reasons why I, like suddenly I, I became kind of uh, ambassador maybe of, mm-hmm. of the Bukharian culture. It's a very important thing, like nobody talks about it, about it like nobody cares. As I said, uh, like my father is a good example, like the, uh, all, all of these leaders like of the Bukharian community, they, they almost they, they don't deal with the other communities, they don't want to expose this uh, culture to local people. So uh, that's why it's very important for me. Like I feel it's my mission uh, to deal with that. Do you think that's also why the younger generation isn't as connected because there isn't the connection between the Bukharian community and the outside communities? And for you, connecting the two might also be a way of bringing in the younger Bukharians. You know, it's my unique uh, story. Like I, I made Aliyah recently. Right, you also left a lot later yeah. than your very unique story. Yeah, that's why most of the young people here in uh, Israel they don't know uh, anything about the uh, roots. They know like they know stories. They just yeah. don't experience it first. Yeah, and still they know traditions, food, and yeah. stuff like that, events. When I ask some Bukharian Jew like uh, like me, you know what is uh, Bukharian language is? Why we speak Russian? And why uh, why Bukharian uh, language or I don't know. Uh, all the culture similar to Persian, they don't really know. It's very confusing. And of course, when you ask any other non-Bukharian people, I don't expect that they <laughs> will know anything about it. So uh, we have a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So not just exposing to other communities, but also for your own community. Also, better connect yeah. As you contemplate the different, uh, the, the younger generation, is there something that you would say to um, somebody who's trying to research their heritage, mm-hmm. trying to better understand, or someone who d- doesn't know anything and uh, is just beginning their journey? Today it's much more easier to go to Uzbekistan, to Central Asia. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people organize uh, like group uh, tours and mm-hmm. uh, even uh, young people go to this area. And I think it's one of the things uh, that uh, can help uh, to connect uh, their roots because it's 
very different. It's not as people uh, imagine. Usually people think it's something, as I said, it's part of Russia or part of some even European uh, culture, but it's not. It's very interesting uh, place. I think uh, the reason uh, that uh, a lot of uh, young people uh, that, uh, they, that they don't uh, interested in the history or and, uh, or they don't uh, really proud they are not really proud of being uh, Bukhari and Jews because they, they don't really know uh, very um, basic uh, details of the history. I think uh, if they uh, learn some uh, very important and little details it will uh, change a lot mm-hmm. uh, they uh, approach to their family <laughs> to their roots the thing that, uh, that as i said uh, they don't really know these uh, small things so understanding that the history um, and the heritage of the bukharian community is intertwined is part of the jewish story as a whole um, it's part of the story of the state also when you're talking about the bukharian quarter in jerusalem so all this is it, yeah. it'll help build the pride if we understand that it's not something separate it's part of the whole so i think yeah when you once you understand that it's a part of something bigger like it's a, of the whole uh, jewish uh, history and even israeli culture then i think it uh, will uh, will help to uh, feel more uh, connected mm-hmm. to the roots to the to our history and of course to be proud. I mean, that's that's part of what we uh, talk about also at the Institute of Jewish Experience, is that it's a Jewish experience. It's not, uh, we talk about the Bukharian and the Yemenite and the Ethiopian and the Indian, but they're all part of one big story. And when each of us understands that, also within our own communities, but also within the outside community, then we better accept all the others. Yeah, and I think the work that you do is pretty incredible. Uh, like we said, for your community specifically, but also for all of us around that don't know and want to learn. Uh, so I want to thank you for, for joining us today. And thank you. Uh, if we go back to the holiday that you mentioned at the beginning, is there a way to greet people or to, to a blessing that you say on that uh, on that day? That How, how would you say, like, Chag Sameach? The only blessing that I know is Noruz Mubarak. Sounds like Arabic. Yeah. No, Ruz Mubarak. And uh, yeah, and uh, it's not a Jewish uh, holiday, but still. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Reclaiming Identity is produced and edited by Moshe Singer and executive produced by Dalia Arusi and Drora Arusi. Our theme music is by Vanessa Paloma. Be sure to check her out on Spotify. Be a part of the reclamation. Subscribe to the Reclaiming Identity podcast on our website, instituteofjewishexperience.org, on our Facebook page, Spotify, or Apple Music. Follow our programs on our website and the Institute of Jewish Experience channel on YouTube. And please help support these and other ASF Institute of Jewish Experience efforts by donating today.